0: welcome to another week of it's just my thoughts and i'm your host mika reeve so what's up y'all so today i have a super dope episode as my girls are joining me today um i have a friend of the show elena y'all know her say hey girl
1: hey hope everybody's been doing well staying safe and i have a new voice for y'all
0: kelly on on today so say hey kelly
1: hey
0: so- Saturday. <laughs> so how have you guys uh been this week what's been going on
1: this week has been insane for me um <laughs> I get two weeks off woo-hoo! woohoo! I can't wait for that but getting ready for it was like okay I gotta do this I gotta do that
2: I gotta do this gotta do that so it made it really really long but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm excited um I'm excited for the two weeks off because the kids are out of school for the next two weeks. So the whole working and virtual learning, I don't have to deal with that. Thank God, thank the because Lord, it's, been, it's been a real struggle for to manage a demanding job and virtual learn and stay sane at the same time. Because then you still have to be a mom and you still have to be a girlfriend and a daughter.
1: I don't know how you do it. I don't don't either know
2: how I do it.
0: Prayer, prayer. Uh now that's real though. And so for me, um, let's see, what have I been up to? Uh, I didn't get an episode out last week. Um, and that was basically beyond my control. It was super frustrating. I thought my Mac was gonna die on me, y'all. So um, the week before that, uh, I had a girls' retreat at Elena's house, and that was super dope. And we kind of sat and had uh, therapy sessions, it felt like, and talking, yes. and lots of wine, and mm-hmm. um, very necessary conversations, and it was cool. Um, I didn't get any rest, uh, so I'm st- <laughs> I still feel like I'm in recovery because I'm old, and standing up that late was just not the business for me. I dragged the entire week, Hold but um, but what it was late? late. What's late?
2: Like how late? Uh,
0: like three. Oh yeah, on a work Best on date. a on a work day, and then I, yeah. I get up for work at like six. Yeah. Yeah. So I was struggling. I was struggling hard. Um and it was lots of wine too. So I, I was dehydrated too. And so um, but it was fun. And so I was very uh, you know, thankful for that. Um, it was refreshing just to have you know company because we all pretty much have been in the house. So uh we just all met up at um Elena's house and. So that was cool. But um, other than that, I haven't really had much going on, going into the holidays. um, I'm really excited for it, Uh, spending time with a child. And that's pretty much all I've been doing. So uh, let's just roll into Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I have a quote. And it's kind of fitting into uh, what we're discussing today. And it's, rejection doesn't mean you aren't good enough. It means the other person failed to notice what you have to offer. I like that when I saw that. And so today we will be talking about dating and relationships and all of that good stuff. So I thought that was pretty fitting. So let's just roll into some black excellence and then we'll go into the thought of the week. So for my black excellence this week, um, I wanted to discuss Blue Ivy Carter. She made history as one of the youngest Grammy nominees ever. Uh, Blue is eight and she received a nomination for Brown Skin Girl. So I think it's super dope that- um, One, they're decorating her as much as they should be. They're putting her in spaces. um, And she still, you know, for me, what I like about blue is that blue still functions and acts like a little girl, you know, and so it's beautiful and it's cute. Uh, So I definitely wanted to um, acknowledge that today. And uh, that's my Black excellence. So this week, we're going to do things a little differently. I'm not going to do hot topics this week because I wanted to more so go into the thought of the week discussion and um, this week on the thought of the week we are going to just be having some girl talk, discussing all things dating, all things, everything. So let's just get into it. So for the thought of the week, uh, I have Elaine and Kelly here. We're about to discuss some stuff. And one of the one things I wanted to start off with, with with discussing was, um, I think it was maybe this week or last week, they announced that Cassie was having another baby. And then I started just perusing, which is great. And I started perusing through um, social media and it was these large discussions on how she wasted so much time with Diddy and now she's blossoming and she's happy and she's having children. And I have my thoughts on it. And so I more so wanted to kind of like, you know, see what you guys thought on it was. And like, from the standpoint of, do you feel like it's possible to uh, waste time and especially when she was dating Diddy what, in her 20s? Um, and do you, or do you think it's just you get, you get to a point that you just kind of mature and you want something different?
1: Listen with Kelly's face. Her face was like, what? When you said, uh, people were saying that she's wasting time. Um, I don't think dating, period, is a waste of time because you learn so much about yourself, You learn about just relationships in general. Now, I think you can spend too much time in a situation that isn't good for you or valuable for you, but is it really wasted time if you're learning something from it? So, I mean, I think it's really in the eye of the beholder as to whether or not she was wasting time. And I mean, Diddy's loaded, so I'm sure she was getting something from it. (laughs) it might not have been a meaningful relationship, but, but, um, (laughs) sister
2: was, I'm pretty sure she was straight when it comes to that. That's funny. Um, I actually said the same thing when I was thinking about this question and I was like, you know, it only becomes a waste of time if you don't learn whatever you're supposed to learn from that. There's a, you know how they say there's a lesson in everything that we do and everything Uh that we go through. And it's a, it's preparation for what's ahead. So. Like Elena said, if you stay in it longer than you're supposed to, then you can think it's a waste. But if you gain something from it that you utilize in the next chapter, then you should be good to go.
0: Yeah, I feel that way too. I think that uh, for me, I used to feel like sometimes, you know, where I felt like I've had regrets in relationships, uh, especially when I was younger. Um, Not really now, because I, I think I try to find like, what did I gain from this situation? Like, you know, what it could be, you know, a learning opportunity. But when I was younger, I definitely didn't feel that way uh, where I felt like I had a lot of regret in her, in her case, I feel like maybe at the time that she was with Diddy, she didn't want to have kids and she wanted to just be free and she wanted to, um, you know, just live her life. And I don't understand why I was, I just, sometimes I feel like even though I'm, I'm on social media and I just, I do read the comments, it can be so toxic sometimes with these, weird um, ideals that people have because I I think everybody should have a period of just being free and that might have been what it was and she was happy with the arrangement and I don't really see what the the big deal really was um, in in my opinion Um, but do you think that uh, do you think that marriage is still to go
1: for some people it is Um, but I think people have like thoughts about marriage and whether or not it's for them is sometimes I think it's based off of the wrong things of course that's my opinion but if you're doing it just so you can show your ring which believe it or not I think that there's uh, a population of people who do that (laughs) I'm not gonna say a large majority because I don't know the statistics on that (laughs) but um, I think people do it for that reason which is a little uh in Mika's word (laughs) wackadoodle um (laughs) (laughs) but I think also you know for some people it is because I, I I think there's still something beautiful about the the um the sanctuary of of a marriage and sanctuary can mean anything to anybody of course but I think um you know, there's still something beautiful about building a relationship with someone that um, is dope to the two of you and is defined by the two of you and you love each other and you want to spend the rest of your life together. I don't think you have to get married to do that, but for some people, you know, it's also a, a legal agreement. Yeah. If happens to them, then- Goodness it's a business you know mm-hmm. so people have their reasons so
2: i think yes but it could also be no um i think that uh, marriage is the goal for most um but i do agree that um depending on where you are in your life at the time you have different uh, thoughts about what marriage really is
1: that's good and
2: um and I just take that from experience. Um, it, you know, okay, I was married before. I was married for eight years, um, and who I am now and how I look at marriage now and how I'm going to go into my next marriage is completely different than before. Um, I didn't think about a lot of different things long term wise, equally being equally yoked, um, which. At the time, I thought it was just a spiritual thing, just spiritual level, because how I grew up and what was instilled in me. Mm-hmm. But um, it, once in that marriage, I learned that it meant so much more. Because as you go through life and you get older, mm-hmm. and your goals change, um, uh, you have to have. Some, if, if you're if you going if you're going to be married, then you need to have a partner that is going to um kind of go through that process with, you, with and you. Help you help you get to the next level. It's kind of weird having this conversation right now because the ex-husband is downstairs with the kids.
1: <laughs> with the <fiance. laughs> just saying he that's need to hear it
2: <laughs> And then it's like I heard something then I was like, ooh, this is kind of interesting. You know what but I think? that's um, what's happening right now.
0: But what I think what you said is so important, Kelly, is that, uh you know I'm 36 and um I couldn't imagine being married in my 20s because uh I had no level of understanding of even really relationships and as much as you think you in love um I think marriage is so much more in my opinion you know I'm not, I've never been married before but I think it's so much more than just love and sometimes when you're young you automatically think well, uh, I love this person. I want to be with this person, and you're not thinking about just this is a forever thing. Like when I was young, I didn't definitely wasn't thinking about having like conversations on money, conversations on if this person have any goals or aspirations in life, conversations on how often you want to have sex. Like those are things that you have to ask questions about how your religion how you want to raise kids what's your parenting style like I mean like these are things like when you're young you're not thinking about this stuff you're just thinking like I love this person I want to be with this person um and so I do think that this is what I've always wondered I always wondered like I feel like you grow and change maybe like every five years I feel like we're different people all throughout our lives like I'm 36 I'm totally different from how I was at 30 completely different from how I was 25 but I always wonder like do you feel like in a marriage you should have pulse checks where you come back and be like okay where are we how do we feel right now like you know present day you know have we had any changes and can you uh I guess like with your initial agreement can that be modified do you think? Does that make sense what I'm asking?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that um, it's necessary. Um, I used to go to this... I used to go to this um, committed um, at this church, and one of the things that was always discussed was how you should continue to have those conversations because sometimes you grow at different uh, times. You know, someone... I was at my I might be at a a certain place and my spouse might be somewhere else and they don't realize that I'm changing because I may not have verbalized that. We haven't had that conversation. And it's important to have the conversation because they need to know how to love you at that point, Um, because that changes, you know, when. I mean, you all know when I was in my twenties, of course you think about love and you think about marriage because that's what you are, that's what you see and that's what you think it's supposed to be. Oh, I'm supposed to be married by this time. I'm supposed to have this by this time. It's like these time stamps put on things and who I am now is not, it's not the same person, but I don't think I always verbalized who I was becoming as it was happening. So how do you have relationships with people, even just friendships and expect them to be the friend or the spouse that you need. If they don't know who you are now, they could just keep operating with you and engaging with you. How, you know, based off of who they always know you to be, but you might not like, to listen to the same type of music anymore you may not like to go to the same places anymore you may want to try this now um you may not want to have sex every day now for me but you may not want to have sex <laughs> yeah. every day wham but it's a conversation because it's a conversation
0: yeah it is uh, a constant I think it's a necessary and constant conversation Elaine did you have a point on that
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Kelly, well, she has a marriage perspective. So I'm gonna let her handle that. I've never been married before. I've barely even had a long term relationship. But I think the important thing in thinking about that and building relationships with anybody, which is a big part of what a marriage is, is kind of going deeper of what she said It's a pulse check on yourself and being able to assess who you are so that you can properly communicate that because I think what Kelly said makes so much sense. There have been plenty of times where I could tell I was changing, but I couldn't quite put my finger on, like, what about me is different? And it wasn't until either it, like, smacked me in the face or someone was bold enough to say it to me And kind of pull it out and say, you know what, when you did this, this is how it affected me. And then I thought about how other relationships probably were affected the same way. And so when you're when I think when you're in a relationship or even I'm assuming in marriage, you just go about the hustle and bustle of the day. And before you know it, weeks are gone, months are gone, and sometimes years are gone and you haven't checked back in.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think when you include children, you know, children can definitely, uh, you know, make or break a relationship, you know, because you have so many different, um, so many different con- people don't really really understand the levels of conversations you have in regards to kids constantly you know, and once and when you off, you know, in you're in a relationship or marriage, you know, when you're off in that regard, raising kids, that shit affects everything because you, you will be in there and I've experienced it, you know, with the child, like you'll be in there and you're, 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 you know, you're supposed to be romantic this night. And now, you know, you have been fighting for an hour and now you don't want to do anything because you're talking about this child and school or whatever else is going on. Like, it, it's like, I just think marriage is a, it's like a learning experience all throughout. You have to be with somebody that's willing to grow and learn together. And, that, and that's just what I, that's what I personally think. Even if you don't get married and have a long-term relationship, I don't re- necessarily know if marriage is the goal for everybody. Um, because <sighs> marriage is, I think marriage can be whatever you want to make it. But at the same time, I think people have these ideals from other people. Just like prime example, I was watching, I was watching this show just last night and this guy was saying like, well, I feel like you pressured me into getting married because you basically was like, I don't want my kids to be in a house that we're not married. But yet he's like, but um, you basically said that we had to be monogamous, even though I felt like I wasn't ready or there to be in a monogamous relationship. But I really felt like I didn't have no choice. And you know, but it was honest. You know, I see you shaking your head, Elena. But you know, but he, but he's like saying these things, and I'm like, and those are conversations that I think more people should have on whether or not do we need to have a monogamous relationship? Can this relationship be open? Like how your like your marriage don't have to be what people say it has to be. It's whatever you decide you want it to be.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I was shaking my head, not necessarily of what he was saying. But, and, and I realized, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. when you love someone and they're telling you what it is that they need, you want to meet those needs. So if someone says that I want to be monogamous and you're in, in your mind, you're like, I don't think I can do that because, because what I think society has told us what marriage should be or is, you know, people get stuck in that. And um, it makes them make decisions that later on have to be reversed or you have to catch people up to where you truly are in life and what you believe in. Um, I mean, I, I can't sit here and say he should have just said it before, because that's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah, I mean, w- even with yourself to come to the, the realization that I don't know if this is in, in anything, but specifically, you know, an open marriage. I, I, I can, I, it's not so much what he said. It was just like, I just, I wish we felt more empowered and more emboldened to be who we are without the stress of what other people are going to say and think. Was that their only issue?
2: Monogamy?
0: Well, it wasn't the fact of monogamy. It was more so the fact of, she, she basically said every time that she has a child, her libido goes down. And so sex is not something that's like, what she wants to do constantly and you know for him they've been dating since they were young and he's still wanting the same level of sex but he's like but you you know I, I can't go have it anywhere else so I have to get it from you and i have been feeling strongly about that because I understood what he was saying because I think when you sign this contract and you're saying to this person I I want this to be a monogamous relationship you have to I just feel like you have to give them sex I'm not saying that you have to be out here you know popping it open every day but do I think that you should have a healthy sex life yeah I I, I do like I don't think your person should be um starved out ever
2: every 72 hours you need some sex in your life it's just what it is and um it's unfortunate you know it's crazy because we're the in my relationship we're the opposite I'm the more um, sexually driven one who can have sex all the time. But Damon, it's about an experience for him. Like sometimes I'm like, let's just go in the closet right this. You know, close, lock the door. And oh he's like.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not as easy for him to turn off kind of what Mika was talking about. Life. Turn off life. Because here we are. We have, we're both working from home. We have kids here um, that's going to school now they're out of school. We have to have something for them to do. We are planning this. We, You know, he has all these different things on his mind in there. Here I come. You want to go in the bathroom? Go in the closet? You know? And um, you have to really, ooh, that's a hard conversation. That's why I asked if that was the only thing because you know, a lot of marriages um, uh, have droughts, have droughts, but then they also deal with Cheating and, but they survive it. So sometimes it usually, if a marriage doesn't survive, it's not more than likely it's not because of cheating. Because we we get over it. You know, we talk about it. It's horrible, and it's not that it's it's not more so the act. It's more so the um not being truthful. You're not being able, you know, not not being able to be trusted. And so 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 many people move past that, and it be it's so much more to it it's like you can't keep a job but you
0: know what though it's like but what i've seen wonder sometimes if if the person had the conversation of like like if he had that conversation with her and she's literally sitting there saying that her libido's going down and she doesn't desire sex i think that's a point where they might could restructure their marriage that's because oh, yeah, like, sure. i'm like what are he supposed to do
2: <laughs> what he is he supposed to do somebody on the side
0: yeah. Or a situation or a conversation of whatever, you know, some kind of resolve because I think at that point you have to have a restructure because it,
2: unfair, it becomes unfair to him because now there's an expectation on him to remain a certain way. And you've changed. Ooh, exactly. That's not, that's not, that's not fair to him because he's not you. Mm-hmm. So you all have to be able to come together and, and f- figure out what, okay. What does this partnership look like? Because I don't want to do that anymore. Are you going to allow him to have um, relationships on the side, sexual relationships on the side? But then how do you handle that? Because, you know, some a lot of sexual relationships end up having an emotional factor in that. So is that something that you can handle? It's the yeah. whole conversation. It you
0: is know? a whole conversation. It, it, it gets complicated. But I just think that um, I just kind of wanted to go down that alley because I think sometimes that's marriage that these are the things in marriage that people don't really think about. And so when I sit and say, you know, is, is it the goal? Is it a necessity? Um, I don't necessarily think it's a necessity. I think uh, we are all on some kind of level of a timetable. I used to be where I felt like, you know, I graduate school, you know, you get married, you know, you have children. Um, But yeah, so let's just roll into uh, let's just keep talking about a little bit of dating. So, my other question was Do you think that, and this could, could apply to marriage, this can apply obviously to relationships. Do you think that people still consider love languages in dating?
1: I think there's still a lot of people who don't even know what love languages are, yes. let alone what their own love language is and what their partner's love language is. But because I mean, I didn't really start paying attention. I'd heard the term love language several years ago, um, but I I still at that point one didn't. I always associated it with um, with a relationship and marriage. Like w- when I say relationship, I mean like a, a a romantic relationship. But love languages are important to practice even in your friendships because. That's how people relate to each other and that's how you can truly build um, a solid foundation of friendship, knowing how they need to be loved and they know how you need to be loved and because it's a, it's a form of communication.
0: Definitely. Uh, I, this is where I used to make mistakes in relationships uh, and I had to learn this um, really in my thirties, how to love properly love people the way they want to be loved and I never understood that concept and so I basically was you know loving everybody the the exact same way the way I thought that you know was the right thing to do you know giving gifts and catering and all that and sometimes you know people might not might not be a receiving gift person it might not even matter to them and I'm you know I I think in every relationship um, I think I've done did me and you do do a little language test oh we just talked
1: about it You asked me, um, because you were talking about something else, and then we kind of morphed into that.
0: Yeah, I I always want to know people love languages and my friends, you know, if I'm in a relationship with you, because I want to love you the way that you want me to love you. And, you know, every level, friendships, whatever. And a lot of times people don't realize how important that is. And also, I think that over time, like in a relationship, it's good to revisit love languages because your love language can change. As right. you change, your love language can be something else. Like I never was a worse affirmation person. And now as I'm getting older, I'm super sensitive. And so, you know, I'm definitely a all of a sudden a worse affirmation person, like where like you say some shit to me, you know, you might you might cut me somewhere up in there and I don't know if we're gonna recover. Mm. You know? And um, but before I could give a shit about any of that stuff, you know, what I'm saying like I was just like physical touch, quality time. And um uh, now I'm I can see myself just um you know, growing into a completely different person as far as my love languages. So it's interesting. Um, I wish that I, I knew about love languages when I was younger. I probably would have been more successful in relationships.
2: Yep, I agree. I had no clue what a love language was <laughs> when in my 20s. Right, right. <laughs> like, honestly, no one, no one, which is a whole nother topic for another day, but no one before me, t- I feel taught me how to be in a relationship and 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 I'm talking about with you know friendships Mm -hmm. companionships all you know I don't think that was conveyed to me uh properly I mean you guys know I used to kind of the same just love people how treat people and love people how I thought it was supposed to be right so I'm not expecting you people to react to certain things that I might say or how I might say it and I'm like that's a problem get over it what you mean you know Ooh. but that's not I used to be her right yes. that's Kelly <laughs> <laughs> now I'm super sensitive it's so crazy me because she said I'm so sensitive I will cry at the drop of a dime oh, wow. um it's crazy yeah I don't know who's that's what that's that whole changing thing (laughs) like who's this girl right but I didn't know what love languages were at all and then um I was given the book when I was married previously um and I was so irritated by the book initially because which is which I think is more so I was really irritated with my situation Mm. and at the time and everything that I was going through so reading about you know love and 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 what this means, I don't think I really wanted to accept that maybe he was different or maybe I wasn't able to give him some of the things that he probably needed at the time because I didn't feel he needed it. Mm. He's a, he, most most men are worse, you know, their love language is words of affirmation, right? But I can't give you that right now because I'm damaged by some of the things that you've done. So mm. I can't, I can't lift you up. That's real. Which- <laughs> That is real. Which was my flaw in our marriage, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, hello, I decided to marry you. So if that's what you needed in order for this marriage to work and move forward and us to continue to grow, I probably needed to give that, but I, I couldn't. That's so important.
1: Like I had a friend, I had this conversation with a friend. Um, they're going through some, you know, rough patches in a relationship that was a relationship and then they broke up for a really long time and then they got back together and pretty much it's the same thing. Um, they just had a kid, and you know their lives have changed individually, and then also together. And so as I'm listening to it, you know I am a love language person now because I realize how important it is to reconciling issues that you've had, and not just loving in person or in real time, but also when you're reconciling things and moving forward. It's important to consider. And that's one of the things that they, that they said when they responded to my question about if they knew each other's love languages is that um, they didn't feel like they could deliver on what the other person needed because what they needed wasn't being delivered on. And so it was this vicious, it's this vicious cycle with them now because it's like, well, I need this to give you that. And I need to give you this to give you, and it just isn't aligning. Yeah. And the, I think the important thing to think about it and, and Mika, you said it a lot on your podcast here is, you know, um, self-care number one, mm-hmm. number two therapy, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need, a uh, a, a neutral party, Um, uh, sometimes it's your friends and sometimes it's somebody a little more qualified than your friends to kind of help you through those situations.
0: Cause you can't always, that, that's one thing I learned that I, that I totally don't do like, you can't always tell everybody and inc- include everybody in your relationship, you know. Your especially your love relationship. Like, some things need to be, um, you know, kept between y'all. Like, where you kind of trying to figure it out, and, and like what I usually do, I take a lot of my stuff to my therapist. You know, where I'm going to really talk this talk this out because you could have somebody that is having a fucked up situation in their relationship and you talk to them about yours and they're like, girl, just leave him, you know, because, right. because they haven't, they having a bad situation right now, you know? So, oh my God, like so, so many times I, I, in the past, I included people in my relationship and I'm getting this advice and, you know, and it probably wasn't good advice, you know, or, or I have friends that was toxic too. That was like, you know, I'm doing toxic shit and I'm out here being crazy. And they're like, oh girl's fine. It was not fine. Like I'm crazy. It's not fine, Okay. <laughs> like it's not okay. It's not okay. And you need friends that's gonna tell you the truth. But if you are to include them in your situation, somebody's gonna be like, if I'm if say I'm out here cheating, somebody to say, girl, what you doing? You you need to reel this in. Not somebody that's gonna say, Oh girl's fine. You know, like um, so I, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I always tell people this, what I've learned in life is that, and I'm not an expert at this shit, but I do think relationships are so simple, but us as people make them so difficult. You know, you have somebody, and I used to be this person. My person would tell me, look, Mika, I don't like when you do this. And this was pre-therapy, Mika, y'all. It was pre-therapy, Mika. And I used to just be like, because I didn't take ownership. I had ownership issues. And I used to be like, it's not me. It's them. They are the problem. I am not the problem. And then I will probably gaslight them and be like, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if you weren't doing X, Y, and Z. Like it's just was stupid. And most times relationships, like what you just described, Elena, like you get so caught up in your own shit or what you think and being a right fighter that you, you literally can sit and just ignore exactly what the person is telling you that they need from you. Because most times the person is going to tell you, especially they care about you. They're going to tell you, you know, I need more sex. Hey, I need more attention. Hey, when we're spending quality time together, can you please get off the phone? They're telling you. And if you, and you're the one like, you ain't gonna tell me what to do. And that's, that's how it happens. Like, it's right. just like most times people tell you what it is they need from you. And we are the ones I think that are stubborn or whatever we're doing, you know, to where we don't do it. Or, 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 or we have hurt now, or we're angry, or we have resentment towards this person to where we're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. You know,
2: yeah. relationships
0: can be so simple, but I think we make them difficult.
2: I agree. I, agree. I definitely think uh, love and is so easy. Relationships, period. Though friendships, everything. I just, I think it's not as difficult as people make it. And I think that uh, one thing that I kind of make sure I tell myself every single day is to be intentional
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the relationships that matter to me because. Um, that I feel like I haven't been at times, and, and I've seen what could come from that. And I just I mean, that's the lesson I have to learn. Okay, you need to be intentional. If, if if every day when you get up, if you're if you decide to be in a relationship with someone, every day when you get up, you have to tell your, you have to be intentional in being in that relationship. That means mm-hmm. everything that you do. If that means this person needs you to do anything, cook today. And I don't always want to cook. I have to, you know, leave my leave the desk, get up from the desk, go start dinner, come back because there's so many times where I'm like, "Well, we'll just eat out." But what if he don't want to do that, you know, today? And I I say, "Well, I don't feel like it." I can't say that every day. That can't be my everyday thing. So I have intentional is the word I've chosen to use to remind myself with everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's valid um so let's just go into some some random dating talk um I I I wanted to ask this question because I really I don't even know the answer to it to be completely honest so when you're in the talking phase right what do you think is the talking phase like what does that consist of when you meet somebody and you like well we talking what is talking
1: listen if I say hello we talking okay (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm 36. We moving fast over here <laughs> uh, and things move extra fast. So that could be gone in like a whole week, but no, seriously. I think that, um, I think talking in anything that's relationship related and it's really defined by that for for you. Um, and then also by that person because the other person need to know that y'all talking to. <laughs>
0: um, so is there rules to do you think if if this was talking about you, if you met somebody and you're talking, are you gonna have rules in regards to the talking? Like can y'all still talk to other people?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You can talk to other people. We can talk to other people because this is a time for us to decide if we even want to take it there with each other. But we need to talk consistently and consistently doesn't have to be every day. It just needs to be if if I hit you up, um, it shouldn't take you like three days to respond. That's ridiculous to me. Um, but that also depends on the level of talking. You know, are we closer towards the we just met stage of talking? Are we closer towards the, this might actually be something, let's make it a relationship stage of talking. And even that is subjective, like time is subjective. Um, I think it depends on the vibe. I think it depends on the age. Uh, What I consider talking in my 20s, like my my mid-20s, late 20s, and what I consider now talking are two different, three, four, five different things. Cause I'm a different person Um, and I'm at a different place in life. So my expectation is a little bit different, but I mean, I, I think it's important when you're in the talking phase, not to put too many restrictions on it because, you know, you're not with that person. It's not a relationship. I think talking depends on the people, the levels, you know, you define that as a person for yourself, but I don't think talking should get too serious too quickly, um, because this is a time for you to get to know people and to decide whether or not you want to continue learning that person. And you can do that with more than one person at the same time. Now there's the key to that is not being deceitful. Okay. Um, You know, and there are some things that I think that you have to be open with that person about, um, and I mean, you, you, I look at it as like this, when I'm talking to somebody, I don't owe them, um, a lot, you know, I owe them respect. I owe them the opportunity to get to know me, but I don't owe them a play by play of what's going on in my life. Um, I owe them, I don't know, that's, that's kind of how I feel about the whole talking situation, but it's a time to get to know people, to learn.
2: I, when you, you asked that question, I said talking. How do I define talking? Because I feel like I, I haven't really dated in my adult, like 30 Thirty bracket right so I'm like I'm thinking about talking back in the day and I'm like well it's just whoever you spend your time with that's talking includes sex um or is this just somebody you're dating with I think
1: I think talking can include sex though I mean you can get to know somebody and and have sex with them it can make things dicey you know depending on how well y'all are communicating or the levels of y'all's communication, but I think you can definitely have sex.
0: I think if I was talking to somebody, I would, I probably wouldn't, Um, I wouldn't include sex right away because um, especially if the sex is good, mm. you're going to be bypassing a lot of shit in that talking period because now you don't open up a whole nother window of, um, you know, something else um that's true i i I don't know you know i've been in a relationship for a very long time i don't know um i i don't i truly don't know like at this point in life like do you Uh, is there a time limit for sex are we waiting to have sex or if you got a vibe and you have a connection with a person is it okay to have sex and i'm gonna answer first because i'm i'm currently talking but i personally think (laughs)
1: that (laughs) And it's your
0: show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I personally think that um, personally. I think it also depends on um, what kind of who the person is, right? Uh, I think uh, with men, I don't know if I would rush to have sex with a man, only because I don't know. I I just think sometimes when you start including the sex early, especially with a man, I think it. it Sometimes the way they view things in their mind can be different. And, and I'm gonna say this because I've dated both. Um, and I think sometimes they lose a level of respectability or they put you in a zone where now we just having sex. Right. And you don't even know if it's going to even turn into something. Cause now we've involved sex. My experience with women, just being honest, like the scary thing about women is that you can have sex. And next thing you know, y'all married, you know, y'all live together. Okay. <laughs> Um, They have moved their stuff in (laughs) to your place. But the thing is, is that I think that if I had a connection and we had sex, I I, I know for me, like I wouldn't judge the situation if we did. Like, I don't think you're a hoe, right? I don't think anything because I think you can have a strong connection with somebody and have sex with them and it's fine. But I think men and women are different with how they think about that. I kind of wish we had a man on to give their perspective because I do think men and women think about things differently in my mind what do y'all think
2: when I was younger if I would have sex with a guy um soon I would like just ghost him because I just <laughs> why <laughs> because I felt like um I felt like then at that point that's what that relationship was going to be defined as so I would like I'm not I wouldn't call the next day you know. I, i used to i've always kind of been told that i i might sometimes used to think like a guy but i would Mm -hmm. like not call for a few days until i maybe wanted it again depending on how it felt um but i wouldn't try to gain anything from that person because i was like well we already had sex so it's probably too soon um, but I also think that was because growing up, I was always taught that like you, once you have sex with a little, with a guy, they're gone. They're they're not going to be around. They're not going to respect you. They're going to think this about you. So yeah. I think that's why I used to make those type of decisions. And some guys, you know, used to be like, "Yo, what's up? I called you, or you know, you want to go somewhere?" And I'm looking like, "Oh, he just want to do it again." Well, I. I'ma just wait until I'm ready and I'ma, you know, play this. I'm I'm gonna be have the upper hand in this. So I that's what I used to do back then. Um me and me me um my fiance, we had sex the first time we saw each other again. And here we are today.
0: Because I think you know, but that's what I'm saying though. I think <laughs> you can have a connection with somebody if both of you are mature like you can have a you can have a connection with somebody and you have sex and it doesn't mean that this can't be something Mm -hmm. but it's also a level of what the person is thinking in their mind right um elena what's your thoughts on it
1: i think it's a toss-up like and and it truly is like where both people are in that with 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 each other honestly um I think for some situations, yes, time does matter. Um, I actually had a guy that I was seriously dating and, you know, we didn't do anything for like months. We were almost together for a whole year before it happened. And we used to talk about it though, because we had an open, we, we communicated well with each other and you know, one of the things he actually said is I'm glad we never did because I wouldn't have respected you as much. And that was kind of like, Hmm, that's interesting. Um, I also you mean, this got, is
0: when you're while you're dating. He said that. Yeah. Wow. And,
1: um, and there was, I have a, a guy, best friend and we, he, always invites me around all of his dude friends and I just be like oh my god this is weird but um in those conversations this came up one time and they talk as if I'm not even in the room sometimes and I'm like can y'all sometimes it's cringe worthy because I'm like did you just say that but um one of the things that they said was you know sometimes time to them to some guys of course this is for different for everybody but it doesn't matter you know they they've had sex with people and like Kelly's saying you know that becomes their forever um and in some cases having sex cleared their mind like they were chasing you know this person because for them and I don't know if other guys will relate to this or if this will make sense to women but for them um, sex was the determinant factor. Like they could clear their mind and they could decide it was no longer about the chase of sex anymore. And they because they got it and it became more about, okay, I know what sex is like with them now. Can I see myself with them long term? So I've actually thought about that over the years because I'm like, gosh, this is just so complicated. If it we vibe in then maybe we just, you know, play it by ear
0: why do you think that um I think sex obviously is super important in relationships but I I always wonder like why people don't have more conversations about sex like just in general like how we're having a conversation right now like when you meet somebody like I think things would be a little more clear if y'all actually had sex conversations with each other like you know what do you what do you think you're you're a thought process in regards to it um a lot of people don't talk about sex
2: it's a Um, taboo topic for a lot of people yeah and I think I really always go back to like how we were brought up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like we were raised by a generation who didn't talk a lot about things. And if you had parents that did it, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of us have parents who just did it. And um it was made to seem like it was a bad thing or it can only be with this one person, but it's so natural. It was, I wish someone would have, you know, coached me through it. You know, as far as the emotional aspect behind it or Mm -hmm. just knowing how to have a conversation and being comfortable with having that conversation and comfortable with saying what you like and what you don't like. but I just think it. I just think it's a. It goes back to just how we were taught, brought up, and
0: comfortable with exploring your sexuality, like you know, um, you know, in a safe way, you know. Sure. But I, I, I think you, you hit it on the nail. Like, um, I, I think when you see this new generation of kids, like people are having more open conversations in regards to sex, because yeah. you know you have to, you know, and um, because, I, I do wish when I was young that I had a conversation about, um. Sex and relationships and just how really just maturing into a woman, you know, like I wish that I had those conversations with my mom or, you know, um aunt or somebody like in my family or whatever on what that on what that meant and how I should even be in relationships. Like I had to learn that shit just over time, you know, and basically from mistakes, you know, like like a lot of my teaching has been from mistakes of things, you know? So I I just hate that it's still like a taboo thing. And a lot of people, and a lot of people in relationships still don't talk about sex. Like I've talked to people who've been in relationships with people still present day, who's never had an orgasm. And I'm like, so you are just not going to tell this person that you not getting pleased. You just, you just there. But some people are raised to where it's like, this your husband and sex is for making babies. And they don't, they've never had a conversation about being sexually pleased.
1: And it's, but it's surprised. No, and I believe that it's just when you really break it down and think about it, though, it's crazy that you're willing to do it, but not actually talk about it. Like it's one is more sacred than the other. You know what I mean? Like that's just insane to me, actually.
0: (laughs) It is, but picture people who grew up in a church and. you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be open to some of them not gonna be open to having a sexual conversation because they've been raised to feel like these are things that's private these are things that you know you shouldn't really be talking about so you gotta think about it from that regard like it you know if your mama never really you know had a com like my conversation about sex literally was from my dad who literally was like are you fucking and at the time at, at I was in college so at that time I was and he was just like don't bring nothing home that was my sex conversation literally and it was so bad <laughs> you know what I'm saying on so many levels right but that was it that's all I got and I was, yeah. go ahead I'm
1: saying this from a 36 year old perspective where communication should be the basis of your relationships 25 year old Elena wouldn't be saying this right right because I I don't communicate the way that I did so I definitely understand that it is based off of what we learned and what we know um I, I can respect that and so um I think what I'm saying now and I think what I'm saying now is more along the lines of you know if you're willing to this like this person has literally seen you naked right you naked mentally you know emotionally right and it's not going to be easy there are other hard conversations that we have you know
0: do you think that it so just to round this up do you think that it matters to wait or or in your opinion or do you feel like if you maybe have a connection it's fine or do you feel like you know you need to have a dating period where you at least go out or something like that or or you know it doesn't matter
1: I mean, to be honest with you, I am a a type, I am the type of person that waits, but I wouldn't judge someone else if they wanted to. That's not to say that I don't have the desire, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's a difference between having a desire and acting on that desire and making it a thing. Um, But if I am taking someone seriously and I really want to see where something's going to go, I don't want to mix in, typically I don't want to mix in, you know, the sex factor because sex can skew the way you think about things. Mm -hmm. You know, it can make you love somebody that you don't actually love or love them in ways that you shouldn't love. You know, do you love their dick more or do you love them? And I think that's what like the compute, the confusing thing, Um, that comes along with sex. So typically I'm not going to have sex with somebody uh, super early. And again, what is super early? I think it's about a vibe, but, and it's also about when you have that understanding and that comes from conversations, it comes from, and and that having that understanding of, you know, knowing you're in a safe place because for me, sex means something. And And if I'm doing that with someone that I care about, then I want to make sure we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, I agree. So why do you think that dating has changed so much like uh, in present day? Do you feel like it's because we're older or do you feel like dating in general has changed?
1: I think dating in general has changed because people have changed. The way people see the world and the way people have been exposed to things in ways they weren't in like the 80s, definitely in the 60s. And I feel like it's so cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway that, you know, social media, I mean, honestly, it is though, because it's a level of exposure. You see people being, well, presenting themselves, who they are and who they present themselves are it could be at, that could be two different people, but. Totally. Um, but there's still a level of free that you see on the internet and people asserting themselves sexually and people asserting themselves as strong black women. Um, and so I think it's empowered people to, to manage and navigate friendships and relationships differently. So dating I think has changed in part because of people's mentality just changing. What do
2: you think Kelly. I don't know. <laughs> Dating. I, I mean, honestly, my first thought was social media um, and because of the exposure, the opportunity that you have to meet different people that you wouldn't normally meet or that you wouldn't have met, you know, years ago, because now you have access to people in every state, in all countries yeah. to date. You know, back when we were growing up, there wasn't online dating. There wasn't social media. So you met people at parties, at the gas station. Um,
1: we had chat rooms. That was online dating. <laughs> that that was like the first online dating. AOL chat rooms. Girl, A- ASL. I didn't, I didn't get I didn't, I didn't you
0: know, get You me. know what that stands for?
1: <laughs> she said I can't get to participate. What did you say? What is it, Mika?
0: ASL. What's
1: what? that? American sign language <laughs> <laughs> no
0: when you used to be in the freaking chat groups and they used to be like age sex location
1: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I don't even think I made it that far because the feet come down the stairs so I'm like boop boop
0: i got ah, I gotta log out you know you had that dial up though the whole damn house was yeah. on alert <laughs> you can't sneak with dial up you know, we had our computer was in the living room okay let
2: well, do i
1: and didn't so, extra loud at two o'clock in the morning i'm like Shh.
0: exactly no you couldn't do nothing and you know what i you know i think uh i think dating when you as you get older is so hard it's so difficult to, to meet people yes. because um you know, when you're, when we we're an undergrad, meeting somebody was like, you know, like any, any, any other day, you know what I'm saying? And then like, when you start going into like the real world and you're working and all that, like, sometimes I sit and think about my days and I'm like, uh, I don't even know how that even would be possible some days, you know, in general. And um, so I, I think that if you're not meeting them at work, or maybe if you, and this year, obviously we've, we've been in COVID, so we're not going anywhere, but when life is normal, you know, I guess you can meet somebody like at a bar or something like that. But now we're just in this thing where people are online dating and that's their move and that's what they do. So, and I've never online dated before. Uh, Elena and I, we had this conversation, um, tragic. Yeah. And so it's like, but I know people that met on like one of my best friends, he met his wife online and they're married. So it's just like, I don't know. Um, but that's the move now. It's online dating. And I heard the move too was like IG, people sliding DMs on IG. I heard that's
1: the move. Girl, how old are you? <laughs> I heard that's the move, sliding <laughs> <in>
2: DMs. <laughs> 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 do you think that do you think that people are more comfortable with online dating because it takes like it makes rejection a little bit easier because it's not right in your face. Like if you're out somewhere and someone approaches you and you're let down, then whoever's around, they can see it. But then it's just a personal thing. You never have to talk about it. No one ever has to know. So it's just easier for me to go about it this way.
0: Girl, it could be that, but it also could be that I feel like online people create whatever persona they want to be. So, I mean, this could be the corniest person in the world and then they go online and they can be something completely different. And a lot of people nowadays they hide behind um computers and all of that because they don't want to actually they don't want to talk to people anymore they don't want to go up and talk
2: so to you anymore huh yes, it only lasts for so long at some point you have to meet listen to, i can think be of, to talk
1: go ahead i can think of at least three guys because i've been doing this online dating thing since at least 2013 Like off and on, not consistently, but because it is so frustrating and annoying that I typically I'm like, just delete it and I'll be gone for like years and then I'll come back. But there's at least three guys that I'm like, we're vibing. We exchange phone numbers. I have even talked to them on the phone, but when it came to meeting in person, it never happened. And then when I press it enough, they'll just ghost. So I'm like, they're either a woman um, or they were... Well, how would it be a woman if you talked
2: to them on the phone? Mika. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now.
1: (laughs) I can be Daryl. (laughs) I know you've seen that episode of catfish where the cousin played her yeah. co- his cousin for the longest time. Cause she, co- yes, it is possible. Um, I'm not saying that's what it was, but I'm like, I, I didn't understand. Cause I'm like, I mean, are you afraid that, do you have a limp and you think I'm a judge you for that? Like, I didn't know what it was, honestly. Um, or maybe they were in a situation and it was just easier to to keep something going online, mm. right? And so they couldn't meet me because they had some other shit going on that they weren't supposed to be doing anything with me. I don't know.
2: Um, Do you go to mixers? I mean, well, not mixers, but like happy hour or like different type of networking events?
1: I have. I've, I have gone to those. I'm not really a social person. how do
2: you approach guys with sure.
1: Sometimes I have shot my shot. You know, I've slid in the DM, as Mika is saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. And, and I, <laughs> I literally was like, you know, uh, and, and it could have been somebody that I went to high school with that kind of just, you know, grew up a little bit. And I'm like, oh, oh Hello. Um, or it could be somebody that I've just known and <laughs> that does not work for me. They're like, oh, Elena, that's cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get with you. <laughs> but yeah, I do go to mixers, I meet people and um I don't know, it just never turns into anything. Even when I don't have my bitch face on. Cause I think sometimes that's the problem. Yeah. I, I have rest I have resting bitch face. You do.
2: I do. Me Do you? Kelly? Yeah. you've never seen it? What? That was I mean, that was a long time ago. You know, but no. But that's I, her casual you know, face. I've been around yeah. and we've always been so like, hey, unless we were upset because I wanted to watch America's Next Time Model. Hold on. <laughs> I'm about to
1: see. I'm gonna calm down real quick and just sit here. You'll see it set in.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What's just so funny?
1: I like. She has so much personality, and that's why we. That's funny. why I had
0: to tell her. I said, "Girl, you gonna have to work on that face because you might make people <laughs> think that you that you not approachable."
1: No, and that's true. I, and I have had people when they finally, you know, we got into something, and it was beyond just us casually being around each other. They're like. I didn't know you were this fun or even this
2: nice. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy for me to hear.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a different, we had a different type of, um, relationship. yeah, we, we met differently than I would, I guess, meet most guys. And so the perception maybe, I guess, was different. And we, me and you, Kelly, we always just clicked. And vibe, mm-hmm. so it always was like joke time, you know, good time, laughs, yes. yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe that's why I don't know. But
2: I didn't know you was walking around here with a
1: uh... <laughs> <laughs> with a face like Ugh, don't talk it, to me. It's my thinking face too, my thinking face, mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. like angry. Oh, I'm- yeah. I ask people, "What's wrong with your face? What's going on?" I'm the person that you would be asking that. You know how many guys I've walked past on the street, just smile. And then I'm like, oh shit, my fault. I'm, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, now I'm mad. You always <laughs> telling me to smile, shut up. <laughs> that
2: might've been your blessing right there. Girl, it might be. where you at boo?
0: <laughs> I think um, it's also important too with dating, um, like what Kelly was talking about earlier, just being more intentional yeah and um just even with what you want uh I don't know if people really do like a quote-unquote list but I think it's good to have a little bit of a mental list of like just things that you just like like deal breakers you know um in some kind of way I don't have major deal breakers but I have quite a few um that I cannot I cannot deal with you if you don't
2: like what yeah
0: my deal breakers
1: yeah You've been in my business. It's worse. Okay,
0: my <laughs> deal breakers would be: um, you have to be for for me. You have to be sexually open. Um, I'm a super sexual person in general, so I couldn't date somebody, or I would have a very difficult time dating you if you did not want to have sex in some kind of capacity. Um, you have to read or have some kind of level of self educating in some kind of form. I'm super ambitious. So you have to have some kind of hobbies or goals of your own because I'm busy, right? And it's things that I want to accomplish in my life and I can't date somebody that is just not driven in some kind of capacity or have a hobby because if I'm busy trying to take over the world, I'm going to need for you to have a hobby because I can't sit with you looking at you every day because I'm busy, right? Right. And, um, And I think that they need to have a level of healing and understand what that looks like. So- Not necessarily therapy, if that's not your poison, but you need to have a spiritual advisor, you need to have a life coach, you need to have somebody because at this point in life, I don't want to talk about your childhood trauma, right, we need to start talking about other shit but you need to have a level of healing because I I want to have children. And um, you have to be healed in order to properly raise our children with me. So if you tell, if you sit here talking about you didn't have no daddy growing up, well, you need to unpack that before you get with Mika, right? So those are really my deal breakers. I can couldn- I could not date somebody that has not had some level of work because I have. And when you have an awakening, like a self awakening, it is very hard to go back with somebody that is still walking around talking about some shit that happened as a teenager and yeah. we're grown as people right so right. I, I can't and those are very much deal breakers and those were very much turn me off very much and i mean and like education is super important to me and that's not necessarily saying that my my person had to go to college or whatever but if you don't never pick up a book or you know jot something down in a journal or something nah I need something because you got to stimulate me every day. And I talk a lot and don't get me drinking my wine. I'm gonna talk to you all night. So if you can't keep up, we ain't gonna work.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: so I think it like, I'm I'm really, really, actually really, really simple, but really kind of complex at the same time. But I'm actually really simple. But it's just certain things that I just, I cannot bend on. Because if people are broken, and they don't know how to love themselves properly, they are not going to be able to love you. Yeah. So the way you need to be. They're not going to understand a love language. They're not going to understand nothing cuz they broken. Right. But I can't. I can't.
1: No, that's real.
0: Yeah. So, I had one more question yep. and uh to finish this up. Um so, what would you tell the younger version of yourself about dating and love?
1: Okay. So, um I have I think five points that I would tell my younger self about dating and love. I mean, those things I think can be interchangeable sometimes. Um, Do it often, okay? And with many people, safely, of course. Um, There are people in this world that will disrespect you. Don't waste your time on them. That's number two. Number three, just because you have good chemistry and, and or a vibe with someone does not mean y'all belong together. So stop chasing it. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And you really have to know when to let go. Uh, number four, it's okay to break up and move on. I think we stay in relationships way longer than we should again because of that chemistry, because of that vibe, because the dick is good, because the pussy's good. And because, just, of because of the time. Because it's because of time, because, because of the of kids.
0: Five years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of reasons, but sometimes um it's detrimental in the end. And then the biggest thing is trust your gut. There's so many times that Like I could feel something wasn't right and I just ignored it because I wanted it to work and it made sense. But at the end of the day, um, it wasn't conducive to my my happiness.
0: What about you, Kelly? I
2: would tell my younger self to... Um, that I deserve to be loved. Um, yes. I, like, I really think just from things that happened, like you talked about past traumas. I think that um, because of things that happened to me when I was younger, I just automatically um, I didn't trust that I could be loved um, unconditionally and I was worth it, right? Right. Mm. So I would definitely tell myself um, that I deserve love and it's okay. Um, I would also tell myself to um, not be so worried about what other people think Mm. um, because they're, they're I think about the relationship I'm in now, and how one of the reasons I walked away from that—we, you know, used to date before—and one of the reasons I, I walked away from that was because I didn't think he meshed well with my friendships, and that's that would is not even a factor today. Like mm-hmm. I would care less, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, um, and it, but on the other side, I stayed in my marriage for for as long as I did because I felt that I didn't, I didn't. I didn't want to hear or deal with what people would say because she got married and now she divorced and 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 I wanted to divorce in year 1 and should have um and what that thought was. And so I you know I would just tell myself don't worry about what other people think. Um yeah. and, and so so just to be honest with myself. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. Yep. That's where I'm at with it.
0: That's good. Both of y'all was good. I think what I would tell my younger version is that, kind of similar to you, Kelly, but that you're enough and um, love shouldn't be so much of a struggle. Um, You know, just always seeing um, bad relationships or toxic relationships. Like, I always thought that that's how it was just supposed to go. Like, you argue, you fight, and this is normal. You know, and you know, I would definitely have told myself when I was younger like this is not normal. You Mm. know, yeah. And um, I think the most important thing is just I definitely would have stressed the point of just loving myself and trying to understand myself and what does that look like. Um, because when you don't know yourself fully and you go into these relationships, people can just put you through. And it's mainly from the standpoint of you put up with so much bullshit because you don't know yourself either. Right. nothing about what's you know what's going on you know and um i dealt with so much stuff when i was younger and i was also the uh person that delivered a lot of stuff so um you know uh, i think to finish it off i think my main thing was just to be you know kind i i think um with my journey that i've been on and my just you know my maturation process and just growing up like i've been in um if i had any regret in my life it was that Uh, I hate that because of my brokenness I hurt so many people in result of that and I wish that I would have taken time to really um, heal so I could actually not you know have so much like even though I've gone back and apologized but it still makes me feel bad to know that I didn't always give people the best representation of myself and you know now uh, Mika at 36 you know, they probably if they saw me in the street, they are probably like, Oh, there go that bitch over there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm completely different now. But I mean, but they had a season with me where I was crazy and I I, I hurt a lot of people in the wake of my hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think my biggest thing would just be to be kind. And, you know, I I love the fact that I can sit and say that I'm honest and I'm good and it takes a lot of work, but I take pride in the fact that I can sit and say that today. So Um, I wish that I was this person when I was younger, to be completely honest. Um, So that's it.
1: Let's all cry real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I love that. I think, though, because I mean, there's probably a lot of people who feel the same way that you did or you do. Yeah. And I think it's important for you and everybody else to know that, like, you're forgiven. Like you, you don't have to relive how you used to be forever um, and, and don't allow other people to put yeah. you in that space because they can and they will, but mm-hmm. um, you're allowed to fuck up even as an adult, apologize for it and move on. Yeah, right? and, and like, one of the things I think that I've done, like with old relationships that you know I probably thought that I was per- being perfect in them um because I thought that I was perfect <laughs> you know <laughs> um fix your face Kelly but no, I,
2: gonna, you know, the used to think you that know it is I nothing mean wrong with us we good
1: yeah level of confidence mm-hmm. and just just all fucked up on the inside right um But when I think back on those relationships, I think that's how I've also become who I am for the preparation of the next relationship that I'm in, Mm -hmm. you know, just finding culpability and ownership and accountability for who I was at that time, what I've done to not be that person at this time and also forgive them for things that they never apologized for. that's the word right there (laughs) the first time I saw that because those are not my words but the first time I saw that I was like damn maybe I should forgive them because I I'm one of those like closure type people so Mm -hmm. I need to hear you say that shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. but there's been so many times where I haven't heard it when I wanted to and sometimes it it was right on time
0: yeah
1: from the person that I've been waiting for this apology for and then sometimes it never came and mm-hmm. so I just for the sake of my sanity moved on yeah. and I said okay reconcile keep it moving
0: you have to um was there anything final words you want to say Kelly
2: no oh I was just going to say it's very important to give yourself grace yeah and, oh yeah and and we can beat ourselves up about a lot of different things. But when you say, if we can look at you now, someone should see, you know, growth. If they saw this whole toxic person that I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to call you afterwards. Like, girl, what was you, what was you doing? Why was you so <laughs> toxic? What's going on? But, <laughs> it, you know, they, if, if that's what they saw you, you know, as then, but they see you now. And I mean, someone should be able to see your growth. And so you should just give yourself grace and say, at least this is where I am. I did the work. I'm a better person now. And I'm going to continue to be a better person going forward. Definitely. And I don't think we do that for ourselves enough. Amen. As people.
0: And I'm totally hard on myself all the time. So uh, you can be, people can be their own oh biggest God. critic. Right.
1: Yes. yes. Um,
0: all right. So this was good. Um, I'm truly thankful for both of you. you y'all you know that you've been in my life forever. Um, So I'm glad that y'all hopped on with me today. Uh, Right now, I'm gonna give a few moments. If you want to pub something that you're working on, or things that you may have in the work coming for 2021, this would be your opportunity to just uh, do that. You start with, you start, Elena, if you have anything.
1: Um, No, I just appreciate the opportunity to be here today, honestly. Um, This has been amazing you know, 2020, has been amazing. This is probably the last time that you'll have me on for, for 2020. I'm coming <laughs> back in 2021, y'all. Um, so it's been really amazing to, one, I'm so proud of you. Let me just start there. I'm super proud of you for this because you're consistent with this. Um, I see how dedicated you are. And, and I just appreciate you bringing me into your space because this is your space. And it's always a good time to be able to chop it up with you. So that, that's all I want to say. I'm not going to pub anything. But in 2021, you will be watching out for your girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have anything killing? Thank you, Elena. Do you have anything
2: killing? Um, I'm not going to pub anything because I, I need to get my life together. But I am working on some things. And Mika has been um, a mentor Who's like sh- stays on me, so I have to get it together, but I will be. But I, I, I agree. I, I uh, you are an inspiration, um, especially with with you working so hard with with your podcast. Thanks for having me here. I'm um, in the beginning. I was a little jealous that you guys were able to have a, a girl talk and chat last week at Elena's house. <laughs> and I'm way in Texas, and I wish I could have been there with some PJs on and socks, but. Um, Thank you for having me here. I appreciate it. I enjoy myself as usual and um, I'm ready for 2021 actually.
0: Yeah, it's been a good time and and uh, both of these ladies have good things coming and good things that they're working on and so um, we'll probably have more announcements next year but you know you guys definitely be back on. You're friends of the show and I'm glad you guys joined me today. Uh, so just quick announcements for me don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, leave any feedback. I'm on, uh, I think every streaming platform at this point. Um, so definitely follow, follow, follow. You can follow my social medias is, uh, Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast and Twitter, which you'll find me a lot on there talking to you guys is at IJMT podcast. And then if you want to email me is IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Like always it's Mika here and I appreciate you.